astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. Well, happy anniversary to you. Oh, you shouldn't have, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. our anniversary. <laughs> our anniversary, yes. isn't it? Yes. So um, we're coming right up. July 1st is um, our two-year podcast anniversary. That's very hard to believe. Uh, especially kind of like where we started. <laughs> and well, you know, it is, um, it is an effort, you know, to yeah. do it every week and um, enjoyable effort. I might say yeah. I've enjoyed the process tremendously. I think it's been, I just want to thank you. Thank you for doing the technical stuff and knowing what to do and how to do it. And oh my gosh, I, lo- I loved it. I've, I've enjoyed working with you. It's been fantastic for me. Yeah. I agree. And I hope it's been fantastic for people who like to listen as well. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I think what is, you know, kind of crazy is because the podcast was kind of birthed out of a necessity with COVID and, right. you know, we had, we were doing the Facebook lives and kind of thought we need a platform that people can go back and easily access uh, the information that we've talked about, because there's a lot of things that we talk about, you know, even it's just crazy because I was listening to the news yesterday, which I don't most ever listen to the news. And they were talking about some long-term COVID side effects. And I thought, oh my gosh, that podcast that we did in December of 2020, uh, with Jupiter and Saturn, that Jupiter Saturn alignment, I think it was, Mm -hmm. I thought this is so relevant right now because they were talking about the long-term effects on the brain, the neurology piece of it. And so the podcast really created this place that you can easily go back and and listen to what we've put out there, especially when it comes to astrology, because it's predictive many times, right. When you hear it, I do think there's some value, right. When you hear it, but I think there's even more value to be able to go back and listen and say, oh my gosh, that really plays out the whole story. Well, it puts, it's like, it's like, it's like going to a party or something. And then what do you want to do? Generally, you want to get together or talk with the people that were at the party the day after, Mm -hmm. two days after to find out what their experience was. And all of a sudden, oh, that's why that person came up to me. You told them to come over to me. You know, you start understanding the logistics that were actually going on. Yeah. And this is the same thing you're talking about is astrology wears well. In fact, sometimes it looks better and better six months after the reading, right? You start seeing, oh, I see now how that played in. Yes. That, you know, that I'm continually the motivation for someone to book a consult is that they've just re-listened to a consultation sometimes from a year ago, Mm -hmm. sometimes from three months ago, varies. And they go, oh my God, all that stuff happened. I'm I'm back for more. Yep. 
I people tell me that all the time. It was like a perfect, like they're like at the time when you told me, they're like, I'll be honest, there are some things that I was thinking, okay, there's no way, or I don't know what you're talking about. And then they'll come back and they'll be like, it was a perfect timeline <laughs> once I was able to kind of move through it and look back on it and hear the words again. But we get stuck in our day-to-day lives, especially with jobs and spouses uh-huh. and children. Sometimes it's hard to see those bigger themes yes. when you just feel like you're surviving. Yeah. So we, so we have to admit here that we did not actively pick July 1st. No. To launch our first podcast. No. But I like to put it this way. The date chose us. Mm-hmm. And it was your schedule and my schedule. And when can we get together? Oh, this is the day. Okay. This narrows it down. Has to be here or here. Okay. This is better. So the date, and I think it's a great theme. The date oftentimes is chosen. People going to get married, they're not given whenever you want to get married. No, they're told, well, I'm available here. I'm available there. Right. Or the parents are only available certain days. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. exactly. The schedules dictate it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Tyler's wedding was uh, moved a whole week to accommodate uh, the be- one of the best men, you know, one of the groomsmen. Yep. It just happens. That's life. So um, I just thought on a second anniversary, gosh, and I don't know that we did this even at the time, but let's look back. You know, July 1st means that our chart for the podcast would be a nine degree of Aquarius. Cancer. I'm sorry. What I say? Yeah, I'm not where did that come from. I don't know. Okay, cancer. Absolutely, nine degrees of cancer. Yeah. Well, and if you just listened to the podcast last week, obviously you learned all about cancer. Cancer is the family, and so it is interesting that you know it's a mom and me podcast. That's kind of our whole shtick. That's in our name, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which is very family, very maternal. Even when we talk about cancer, mm-hmm. um, and then when we get into the actual degree of it oh my gosh, this like really emulates many of the things that the podcast has encompassed. And by the way, if anyone listening to us is, was born on July 1st, these things that we're now going to talk about briefly here should, you should relate to them. Yeah. Right. It was the birth of mom and me, but also it was the people got born that day. Maybe you have a child born July 1st. Yeah. Well, so this is all about, well, one striking a chord with the public. So we do talk about, you know, if we're talking with a client, we would say this really supports musicians or, you know, speaking in public that you have a way to kind of touch the lives of other people through your talents. Mm -hmm. It's also about beginner's luck and being very self-expressive, which how much more self-expressive can you get than a podcast? Yeah, well, you absolutely. And what the part, the interpretation that I love the best about nine cancer is it's like a baptism mm-hmm. where you're immersed, or we could say dunked, or we could say I was just thrown in the pool and had to swim. Yeah. Because I was, of course, trusting your lead here, but I felt very like, wow, this, it, you know, you made it feel simple to me. And it was easy just to, okay, immerse ourselves in this new world of podcasting. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it was like only two weeks between us saying that we deciding that we were going to do it and then having it up and running because I came over for family dinner and we took some pictures in the backyard. I submitted them to 
you know, an artist to kind of create it into that more cartoon like um, imagery that you see. And then I was like, okay, we're, we're on, we're on. Yeah. What are you doing July 1st? Let's do it. (laughs) Exactly. And then my other thing that I really, really love about the podcast, and again, maybe this is presumptuous, but I love to get into deeper conversations. And this is an energy, it, it, the, the metaphor is always diving in. So mm-hmm. let's get into this topic. Let's discuss it. Let's go talk deep with each other. And that's what theme, that's the theme of this. It is. The, that is our theme. Absolutely. You know, internal conversation. Look at yourself, you know, see, the, see how things are con- connecting. Yeah. And the part, another, just, I guess I'm kind of reeling off how I'm feeling here, but (laughs) that slow, but steady progress, Mm -hmm. you know, two years in, it's been slow and it's been very steady. We have been just consistently building, 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 right. Um, And that, that this is a late bloomer energy, right? I have you ever had a client that has this degree? Oh yeah. Sometimes they feel like they don't peak or find their career interests until their forties or their fifties. And, you know, I do think that at the time, because it was something that started in the pandemic, I didn't know how long-term the podcast would be. And so, you know, there was very little money that was put into it. We didn't hire anyone professional. Like we did all the, you know, or the lack of the descriptions of what's in the podcast and whatnot compared to some of the professional ones that you see. So I do think that, you know, there was a slower build just because it was kind of like, okay, how much do we put into this? Cause how, where is it going to go? Right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I want to correct. Cause you said we, and that was all you, okay, <laughs> that was right. all you, I was just, um, you know, going with it. Right. So to speak. So take some credit there on that one. But anyhow, I think it's exciting. We're two years in July 1st. Absolutely. I'll uh, I'll bake myself a cake here for the the two of us. uh, You and Lincoln can do that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Learning that song. Yeah. Um, So let's talk about, I didn't even talk about what the main topic was going to be today, but we are going to be talking about Jupiter retrograde. So a few episodes ago, we talked about Jupiter moving into Aries and now we are about 30 days out from Jupiter retrograding. So we thought we would uh, give a few stories then just because as a reminder of what everyone should be feeling with Jupiter in Aries. So kind of like we opened up this discussion where you have heard it once, possibly if you're an avid listener, but sometimes hearing it again, when, once you're in the midst of it, then you're saying, oh my gosh, that is happening. I am Mm -hmm. feeling that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Jupiter is not retrograde today as we're speaking here, but it is going to hit the degree uh, which will be eight degrees of Aries. That's where uh, Jupiter will station or stop or start to turn backwards, you know, however, however you want to say it, right? But it actually hits that eight degrees here within about a big week, July 8th. July yeah. 8th, it's there. So people are feeling it now. Yeah. And then we'll probably about retrograde six, six and a half right now. Yeah. So it, it's, it's coming. So I don't want, again, people like, oh, that's a month from now. I'll worry about it then. No, <laughs> you're feeling it. And the stories are happening already. Yes. 
Yeah. So those born around uh, March 29th, those would be the Aries suns. Um, well, Jupiter will be conjuncting their sun and they should definitely be feeling it. Oh yeah. And, and when we say around, right, we mean a couple of days before a couple of days after yeah. So that there's, it's a bigger window. It's not just one day, but 20, the 29th is D day. That is, that's, that's exact on. So yes. we know those people would be really uh, having some, I'd say some pretty nice things happening in their life. Yep. We also want to talk about the Libras because uh, Jupiter would be opposing your son. If you were born on or around October 2nd. Mm-hmm. And then we have to talk about the cancers and the Capricorns because Jupiter will be squaring your suns. So if you were born um, on or around June 30th, which <clears throat> us being July 1st for the podcast, that should be interesting just to see <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, what happens here throughout basically the remainder of the year with that eight degrees being activated. Um, and then our Capricorns on or around December 30th. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Again, give a little leeway on each side. Absolutely. But uh, Jupiter is, and, and let's just review again. When we say something goes retrograde, you can think of it as it just stops and stands and pivots. And if we've all ever pivoted, stayed in one, keep your feet in the same place and then pivot around, the idea you're kind of grinding down, turning at that point, and the, it leaves its mark, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's something obvious here, but again, we're a a month out. You're starting to see it already. Yeah. So even if you don't fall into one of those birthdays that we listed, check out your chart. Do you have anything around eight degrees of Aries of Libra of cancer or Capricorn? Um, Or you could just find out where does eight Aries fall in your chart and look to see what house it's in and know that that's where Jupiter will be retrograding. Yeah. So if we Uh, just give a few examples, or do you have anything else you want to say before we get into some of the examples? Oh, no, I was just, I was ready to jump in. Okay, Okay, go ahead. Perfect. So if we talk about Beyonce, uh, Jupiter right now is opposing her natal Saturn. So I think she just released a new album. Is that correct? Renaissance. Renaissance, Yeah. Yeah. I heard a new song. You know what? It's going to be released. They, she released the single. But Renaissance Break my is the soul. album and the okay. early release of Break My Soul. Yes, I heard that on the radio yesterday. Did you? They, they seems to be well, well received. Yes. <laughs> and it's, it's interesting because it's about breaking, about quitting your job, kind of tapping into that. Which is know, very appropriate for very our times appropriate. right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Jupiter in Aries, which we said, you know, this is a go for it energy, new beginnings new frontier. So it'll scary possibly, but yeah. yeah, an ode to quitting your job. Yeah. We mentioned that, you know, the Nike slogan, just do it mm-hmm. was created under Jupiter and Aries. So right. I just you might be kind of using that as a little affirmation, just do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that idea of um, uh, Jupiter affecting Beyonce, Saturn, Jupiter, Saturn, when they work together, generally represents something about growing, expanding, building upon something you've already done. So it's a natural one for kind of the idea of staircasing, moving up in life. Okay, I've done this for five years. Now, what's my next plateau? What's my next project? 
it's been, I don't know how many years, it's been a number of years. I mean, was it six or seven years since your last album or maybe longer, but anyhow, it's been a while. Well, and I think it would allude to success. You know, I mean, even famous people have put out a movie that kind of fell or crashed or didn't do well, even though it has really popular names in it or right people of stature. So I do think it does suggest success for this album that she just released. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, if we talk about dad, if you listen yeah. to our Father's Day episode, again, you probably know a little bit of the story already, but his midheaven sits at nine degrees of Aries. So right there, right at that around eight degrees, but it's, so it's right on his reputation. The midheaven is how we're seen in that public light. Um, and he received his lifetime achievement award this past weekend. Um, and his second book is being released by Oxford press this month. So he's, you know, Jupiter is all about expansion, about opportunity. And I say about having a further reach and further reach could be like, Oh, I have a thousand new followers on Instagram, right? More people are hearing you, more people are seeing you. And so the well, idea or that you're traveling, or you're, or you're tra- traveling, traveling, True. reaching out to new groups of people. True. He played it out so well because he was on a university campus, which is ruled by Jupiter, higher education. We had to fly to get there, right? Mm -hmm. Got an award, uh, a very distinguished award. So it was just like crazy accurate. Um, And again, for those who are maybe not familiar, when you said the mid heaven, the mid heaven is a point. It's not a planet, but it's a very strong point and everyone has one. And it does represent kind of your career path, not necessarily what your job is, but what role you're supposed to be playing. Yeah. I always like to think of the midheaven too, when planets are hitting it, like Mm -hmm. if you were a celebrity, Mm -hmm. whatever's going on in your life would be like on those smut magazines at the checkout stand at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's very public what's Mm -hmm. happening. It's not private Mm -hmm. stuff that only, you know, about, Mm -hmm. So even just the idea, like, you know, you guys post on social media, like that, this is happening, you know, that it's public. It's something that people can see from the outside, or it's something that you want to share about what's going on. Not, it's not internal. Right. Right. Well, what's interesting is in my chart, eight degrees Aries is my moon. My moon sits at eight degrees Aries. So if if any of those are thinking about compatibility, my moon sits on bills my husband's midheaven which i've never quite i mean i've never dissected that totally but it's a key connection to have with somebody Um, and my moon rules in my chart moon rules my partner but also upgrades just upgrades in beauty and status as well and in generically the moon can also include children so you can see in my chart happening um, yes, I've seen my partner get, you know, kudos and congrats really strongly. And um, I'm hearing good news related to you and to Tyler. You both have some kind of favorable things going on right now. Yeah. And uh, maybe the best part of it is, you know, I got to spend an afternoon with some a good friend, Carolyn Sims from seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, last I talked to her and um it was a wonderful afternoon, really nice. And then uh, we're getting a new front door, the front door that I've been kind of pushing for for the last two years is now going to happen here um, in the next couple of weeks. So some upgrades in the home. Well, the moon rules the home, right? 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. so my, there's an example. We are 30 days out and already I've got, you know, th three, four stories going on that kind of fit this overarching idea of expansion, improvement, feeling lucky, travel. Yeah. The travel to get that award. So anyhow, and then I looked at your chart and that was interesting, Kate. So what's, what's going on with you? So in my chart, it's hitting my Jupiter Uranus midpoint, which that is not a visible point on the chart. We're actually looking for, you know, the point that is exactly in between my natal Jupiter and my natal Uranus and something that I haven't shared yet. <laughs> Mom, you don't even know this. Oh, um, is that here just in the last few days? I spontaneously booked a flight to Ireland, Ireland uh, with a couple friends. Um, right. So Jupiter would be the travel, Uranus, probably the fact that we weren't planning on it. We just, you know, got together for dinner and was like, should we do it? And we just were like, let's do it. So I wasn't even looking at my chart when. I was actually curious about what was going on in my chart just because, you know, a couple years ago, I was under this strong travel influence. Yes. And I did like 37 countries in like a two and a half year span. And I remember you telling me, enjoy this trip. Cause this is probably going to be your last one. You know? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. And so I thought, well, will I ever be able to travel like that again? Or can I manipulate my chart so I can travel like that again? And so I went to Virgin islands here just a couple of weeks ago. Now we have the Ireland trip on the book. So I'm like, what's going on in my chart that I'm feeling like, okay, I can finally travel again. So just very interesting to know that a point in my chart that you, you can't see with the naked eye, right? If you're looking at your chart, you wouldn't be able to see this um, unless you have a program or you do some math, of course. <laughs> right. It's, it's pretty simple math, but it is a midpoint. And uh, anyone who's not looking at midpoints, this is one to definitely look at in your chart to find out where your Jupiter Uranus midpoint is, because generally that's a pretty lucky place. Yeah. When something activates it, particularly Jupiter would be the perfect one. I can't say as much necessarily with Saturn or, you know, or uh, Neptune, but Jupiter and Pluto probably do a hell of a number. That's true. great when that gets hit off. That's true. So definitely look at your charts, find out where this nine degrees of Aries falls to see how it will affect you. We're going to tell a couple bad Jupiter stories, and then we will do a recap of where uh, Jupiter is hitting in everyone's solar chart. Again, that's simply based on your sun. That is not based on your rising sign, but it is still very applicable. So if you've been listening to us for a while, you know that um, I took some of my faith out of Jupiter. Yes, you <laughs> during did. The you pandemic. lost faith in Jupiter. <laughs> <laughs> I did. During the pandemic, just because uh, you know, because Jupiter expands or it amplifies, is it possible that it can expand or amplify things that aren't so good as well? Um, so we have to talk about Elon Musk here. Uh, we do not have a birth time for him, but we are working with his solar chart and Uranus, I'm sorry, Jupiter is retrograding, opposing his Uranus. Now, even without a birth time, the Uranus uh, move so slowly that this is accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's a, it's very accurate. Yeah. If and we were looking at it as moon, that wouldn't be accurate because we're not exactly sure. That's very, 
you know, moves quickly during the course of a day, but Uranus does not move much within the day. Right. And so just interesting here in this last week, there's been some strong headlines questioning whether he's, you know, bitten off too much or he's expanding too much to to his detriment, which those are Jupiter words, right? Expanding Mm -hmm. (laughs) overload. Mm -hmm. So he is getting a little bit of criticism. So that's interesting. And, um, his daughter also sought out some legal means, I think this week to liberate herself from the Musk name. Yeah. Yeah, She no longer wants to be related to her father in any way, shape or form. Those were her words. And she's actually uh, going for a name change and a gender change. She petitioned, at least she petitioned the court. So this was uh, announced yesterday. So pretty recent information. So when we look at Elon Musk's chart, here comes Jupiter opposing Uranus. Uh, And uh, we can see the storyline because of what we said, oh, this is going to be going on a while. Yeah. Now, could some good things be happening in his chart as well? I mean, some in his life, you know, yes, that's possible. It's just one. But this is one story, uh, particularly when you're in that legal field. And if you are, and I hate to use the word guilty, but if there is something amiss where you didn't take care of business, didn't do the right thing, so that it can back, yeah, this cannot be a good good time of not a great time for legal matters. Yeah. And we also said that, you know, Jupiter can be like neon lights for something <laughs> that you can't overlook anymore. And so yes. you know, it's possible that she was saying, I don't want to be part of this, or I um you know, I didn't read the story, so I, I don't have a lot of other details. Oh, besides just well, he had recently here, but... said some things that were not uh, flattering to the LBGQ movement. Oh, I see. So, and of course, I'm sure the daughter evidently, or they relate to that topic. Got it. Okay. So that probably was the final straw. Got it. <laughs> but so Jupiter, it's neon flashing lights like this. It can't be overlooked anymore. Right. So it's gotten to the the head where, okay, now some change has to take place and, Mm -hmm. you know, he might be deciding, okay, how do I go forward now that, you know, I see that this issue maybe isn't going away. Right. Not issue, but situation. Yeah. Okay. So that's just an example of a bad story. So if you're listening to this thinking, oh my gosh, you guys shared all this great news. I'm going through a time that it doesn't feel as nice or all these beautiful things showing up. Do you feel like something has become exaggerated? Do you feel like something's gotten to the point where I can't look past it? We can still thank Jupiter for that because it can bring things to a head that allows us to make the change, but it's another way of maybe thinking of it. Like, okay, now, now I see it. It wasn't just something that I was crazy or am I making this up? So let's just, go ahead. Can I insert here the word truth? Jupiter has a strong association with the concept of the truth. Now, I can't guarantee you that this means the law, but it means everyone's personal truth. What I believe in, my, my, my judgment of something, is that okay with me or is that not okay? So when you said... They're, they're, they're kind of being awoken maybe to their truth. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have a full episode where we go through uh, Jupiter and Aries, but just kind of remind everyone. Also, if you feel like I've seen improvement in these areas and then here you start feeling like, oh, 
maybe it's not going to go through or there's some sort of hiccup in the plan. Just know that as it goes retrograde, sometimes that is possible, but it will go direct again. And then it should kind of iron itself out. So for Aries, of course, it's hitting in that first house of self. So it should be great to have some sort of expansion around, uh, uh, your handshake, what's on your resume, what your responsibilities are at work, uh, Jupiter, because it is expansion and first house is the body and the self, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes we warn about weight gain as well, or just, um, extra niceties, right? So it's harder to maybe control the scale. Right. Exactly. Well, I would just say the Aries individual has something, a new chapter opening up in their life and they're talking about their future. They're talking about, now maybe it's happening next month, or maybe it's going to be a process that's going to take several months to see the final result, but they're talking the future. Something is new chapter has opened. And so we're saying this again in kind of a little bit of hindsight because it's our, they're already in this, but with this stationary or retrograde phase, it takes form right. and you start taking action. You start taking the steps. It's obvious to others what's going on with you. Yeah. Do we want to keep on the same axis when we talk? Yeah, let's, let's keep it that way. I think because okay. the, oftentimes they're interrelated. If we talk Aries, let's switch over to Libra which mm-hmm. would be the opposite sign in the Zodiac. Yeah. And that would be very affecting their status, how people are seeing you. Now that's, that's a little different Aries. I'm saying they're more often an adventure. Where is this going to take me for Libras? It's, Oh, they're getting kudos. They're getting recognized. They're getting pulled in. There's something more. Um, uh, it's almost like somebody else has to do something to acknowledge you, mm-hmm. right? That you get the plaque, you get the award, you get the nomination, or you get the opportunity. Oh, we'd like you to join our committee. We want you to participate in this fundraiser. You get invited and there's somehow there's some form of flattery with it. Yeah. Usually I say that they have some sort of upgrades or something that happens in a public forum that allow other people to know that they're doing well. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to, used to say, and I guess I maybe should continue toys are showing up in their life. Mm-hmm. Things that other people can drive by their house and see a new car in the front yard, or they can see new furniture is being delivered or a pool is being dug in their backyard. Something that sends out this signal to the neighbors, the neighborhood. Oh, these people are doing well. Yeah. Yeah. For Taurus, it's hitting your solar 12th house. So this should be great for any sort of forms of therapy. Um, I do think too, they might be making some decisions about where they need to like break free. We talk about Jupiter expanding. They might realize, okay, I'm not willing to do that anymore. That makes me feel tethered. I'm going to move on from that. You know what the best interpretation for that is? free money. Mm. You know, my friend Tiffany, keep up with her. And um, she had a, a, a really, she has a very strong case for something that happened over a year ago, related to her apartment and issues. And, and, you know, she was put out of commission, she had to move out for a while to get these problems resolved. And then nothing ever came back, no restitution came back Mm. for her. She's one year out there. And I kept telling her, Tiffany, free money, somehow, (laughs) And free money 
is an oxymoron. I get it. But the idea is either someone's going to come in and do something for you that's going to save you hundreds, thousands of dollars, or someone's going to buy your way into something, prepay something for you. You get the idea. I've never seen anyone yet get a stack of money in their hand under the energy, but it's a free experience. And it got resolved here just in this last 30 days. And again, pay, you know, major, major concession given for her rent uh, right. for the next year and some other things going so on. Anyhow, fabulous energy. So don't give up. If you're a Taurus, still be looking for where your free money's coming from. Nice. For Scorpios hitting that sixth house of work and service. So just, I'll give your example, mom, if you don't mind that oh, yeah. Jupiter is about expansion. And I know you're talking about re- let's redo my website. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's mm-hmm. uh, make, put it in an easier format, something that you have control of as well to edit and to do yourself. And so that I can uh, write more and yeah. easily publish it easily. Publish, get it up. Which- I have a very... I think it was a high-end website at some point. Now it's probably archaic, <laughs> but yeah. uh, coming a newer version is coming in my work environment. And Jupiter would rule publishing. And again, that's not going to be everyone's story, but that fits in very nicely with that sixth house. But mm-hmm. any Scorpio, I would think there should be expansion, an expansion with how you are serving, how you are working. Can people book you easier? Can people find you easier? Do you just have an uptick in clients that are coming to you? Um, and of course can just put, we have to talk about health as well with that sixth house as well, that if, uh, there was any health things that were happening, it could be excellent for some nice care or some above service care. You know, I can throw in one more story. I got a call from a doctor's assistant, uh, here last week and it was out of the blue. Mm-hmm. They were just going over my records and saw something that had, that I had needed to have done that was got scheduled for like October. Okay. And this woman was calling to tell me that is unacceptable for us. We have intervened in this matter and we have found a place for you to have this pr- procedure done here in the next, you know, three weeks. Wow. That's incredible. I never had a call like that oh. <laughs> from the medical community that someone ha- is actually watch- looking at this stuff and saying, wait a minute, what is this person waiting this long for this? Not in the United States, at least. Well, I'm here. I'm saying it it happened to me. That's Scorpio with that Jupiter in the solar sixth. Yeah. For Gemini's hitting solar 11th house. Mm -hmm. You know, all the Gemini's that I know are having some nice home improvements, which I know we always associate with fourth house, but 11th house does suggest those surroundings, the community that Mm -hmm. kind of gathers around you. But the idea of making the home more comfortable to your liking to be cleaning some stuff out to be making room for someone new coming in just one of the pieces is that there could be a big focus on the home oh and just the 11th house particularly the older we get oftentimes that 11th house is really getting into partnership really Mm -hmm. who do you choose to be with who you choose and i know many astrologers default always to the seventh house but as we age, for some reason, that 11th house becomes much more significant yeah. about who you're going to hang with the rest of your life. Yeah. So very interesting. Also would be great for any sort of technology upgrades that they were doing, a new system, a new phone, a new computer, a new yeah. booking program. Yeah. Uh, for Sagittarius hitting your solar fifth house. So this should be great with 
proclaiming a new hobby yes, <laughs> or proclaiming something that you want to be kind of known for or do on, you know, something that's just like fun. I, I think they should have some well, more you know fun what? in their I was, life. I was just thinking of Erica, you know, they went two trips to California recently, you know, back to back, you know, two big trips to California, going back to, you know, Ohio, mm-hmm. you know, the summer. And, you know, I mean, she's got a number of big trips planned going yeah. on and she's a Sagittarius in the fifth house. Uh, it's, it's, it's hobbies. That's a legitimate word, but it's showing your passion, expressing yourself, yeah, giving oh. yourself, you know, the freedom to do what you love to do. Yeah. Could also be good for their children. Oh, uh, you know, so like Lincoln performed on a big stage at UNLV under this, Yes, that, you know, you might see some expansion for child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for cancers hitting that solar 10th house. So that is kind of the reputation that is, uh, that public persona, how people are seeing you from the outside. So it could be great for moving up in status around the work, uh, some additional responsibilities. I have also seen where, um, I would think cancers would be having more unaccountable time mm. because Jupiter's freedom True. And freedom within an organization, 10th house, big companies. And, you know, that doesn't happen very often. Oftentimes people that work for big companies, they pretty much are there from nine to five. Yeah. This is oftentimes where we have reason. Oh, I need to be out of the office. I am going off site to go to this meeting, to go travel, to do this. I will return and I will bring information back with me. Hmm. It's almost like they're sent out, you know, to go do special things under this energy that in essence look like fun. They look like fun. I like that. Yeah. Nice. For Capricorns hitting uh, your solar fourth house. So your home. So it'd be great for any upgrades around the physical home. Mm-hmm. You know, we're getting new, uh, a new mattress. We're getting new <laughs> linen could also be great for uh, more family events. I'm going to go back and visit my family. I haven't seen them in a while, or I'm going to be doing more group activities where I feel like I'm included. I feel like I'm at home. I feel like I'm loved. Yeah. uh, It's a big one for having memorable experiences. You know, those things you say, I'll always remember this. Mm -hmm. I'll always remember this birthday. I'll always remember this moment because it's memory. That fourth house has a lot to do with memories. So memories, maybe it's a year where we create some, you know, milestone events happening in their life that they'll never forget. And because Jupiter expands, if we talk about kind of that bad Jupiter side, you know, in the fourth right. house that yeah. if there is any tension between relationships that could feel exaggerated, or there could be big information that comes out about family members, oh, not yeah, just in a bad truth. way, but to yeah. tell the truth about family members. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny That's for, a for Leo. That's a good idea for a family reunion. What is to, to have everyone, you know, to do a kind of a, to tell the truth, oh, God. everyone to have to say something that no one else in the family knows that, that sounds, would be fascinating. That sounds like there wouldn't be any more family reunions after that. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Um, for Leo's it's hitting a solar ninth house. So Jupiter feels very comfortable here. So I would think that Leo should be on some sort of learning curve. They might feel very lucky. They might feel very blessed, um, where they are right now, or at least where they, they sense themselves going. Yeah. I think the word privilege is there. 
the word privilege, great for literal higher education, internships, things where they're with people of significance. Like they're looking up to people because they're smart, because they've achieved, you know. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Even finding a mentor, feeling like, oh, I just, I have a new boss now and I feel like they really care about me or they're really teaching me something. It doesn't have to be traditional school, but something where they feel like I'm learning, I'm growing. This is expansion. I feel safe here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For Aquarius, it's hitting solar third house. Uh, You know, third house is that daily, daily routine. Third house can, of course, suggest some sort of travel as well. So interesting. I'm an Aquarius. I booked that trip, um, under this energy as well, but it should suggest us some nice upgrades in that day-to-day routine. What does that look like? Mm -hmm. But I would ask you about paperwork could be more paperwork, Mm -hmm. favorable paperwork, or paper. If I file this, if I do this and that protects me, or there could be, you know, some storylines where it'd be very behoove, what is that word? Behoove you to, you know, you know, yeah. like homestead. Oh, it is my home homesteaded. You know, let me go file the paperwork for that. Now I'm protected. Now I've got this, you know, just simple things that are kind of boring, but oftentimes benefiting through doing your paperwork. Yeah. Third house also rules neighbors and siblings. Yeah. So the idea of seeing my brother do well, that's mm-hmm. a great example. Um, also one of the houses on our block is going through a major, major renovation that has been a rental for years. So I'm hoping that, you know, maybe it goes up for sale and we get some nice new neighbors or new renters, whatever. But, you know, I have seen, there's a lot of work going into my neighborhood where people are making some nice upgrades. I've seen the carpet go in, I've seen, um, walls being painted. So again, it's very simple, (laughs) nothing, you know, that I wouldn't really say in conversation, but when you start looking at the astrology of it, oh, that fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Virgos, it's hitting your eighth house. Uh, so, well, this could be great for legal, but again, when we say that, I hate to say bad Jupiter, I don't want to say bad Jupiter, but it amp, it could amplify any sort of legal issues that maybe you didn't know you had. Now it comes to the surface. Oh, this is a problem. Well, yes, I agree. This could be like if I if you haven't been paying your taxes under this energy, now you may somehow, oh my God, I have to, I have to start getting this in order, I have to clean this up. I need to pay my debts. Yeah. Yeah. I want to buy something. Now all of a sudden I realize I have too much debt. I got a lousy credit score. Yeah, that's the bad Jupiter. But again, we can see where it takes you to a much better place. Exactly. So, but if you're out of control, if you're financially out of control, yeah, Jupiter can slam you probably pretty hard under this energy. Yeah. Um, but singing kind of to the people that are in somewhat control of their life, Jupiter in that eighth house should give you access, access to shared monies. Yeah. Access to dividends or, you know, things of that nature that gives you, gives supplements, money that you didn't go out and actually earn. Complex money, financial transactions Mm -hmm. too, like anything where you have to sign your paperwork, I'm sorry, sign your name to the money. So it's not like, oh, just a raise, but it's like, oh, I have to sign here that I'm my life insurance policy or my insurance. So I know you talked about paperwork with Aquarius, but I would think paperwork in regards to money for Virgos could be at the top of their list. Oh yeah. All the estate matters, settling up an estate, 
you know, putting the paperwork together for your future demise, you know, that's all there for Virgo. Yeah. And then lastly, we'll talk about Pisces sitting that second house of money and resources, um, and emotional milestones. So there can be some nice things happening for a raise, um, for discovering what you'll do for money, what you're not willing to do for money. Um, and there should just be some nice things that I say you write down in like your baby book, or you write down in your journal where you can kind of like celebrate that day. You remember that day. So, you know, a very simple example, Lincoln just lost her first tooth here. Yeah. She's four years old. Yeah. Emotional milestones. I mean, and she went to a wedding, she went to a wedding this weekend and I must share this with her. It's so cute. So yesterday she's walking around the house singing, here comes the bride. Here comes the bride oh. and she's got the tune and she's singing, just repeating it over and over and over again. Here comes the bride. You know what I mean? And it was just like, okay, she's celebrating. Yeah. Well, not second house. Hers, but you know, she really got into the idea of that song. Yeah. Yeah. So again, Jupiter has been in Aries already. So this, you know, it is relevant. We're talking about it retrograding here, which does make it a little bit stronger, but so Pisces, maybe you feel like, oh, I've gotten engaged, right? I I celebrated a big anniversary and had a big party. So there should be some nice emotional milestones that are going on in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and, and the, and that retrograde action is just putting an exclamation point behind it. Right. Right. Well, that concludes our talk today for Jupiter retrograde. Uh, you know, we just want to thank all of our listeners uh, happy for two years of podcasting. Yeah. Thank you for supporting us and listening. And uh, we look forward to talking to you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast to keep in touch, follow us on social media at the underscore Kate wind. And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at the or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.